Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula, CEO of Digital Dawn, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Here on the Ecom Profit Podcast, I open Pandora's box and share with you and other ecom business owners weekly topics that will help you explode your business online. I outline my tried and true secret sauce, the D2D method, that's guaranteed to bring your business results. As an entrepreneur myself, I try to pull out all the same entrepreneurial passions in others. So get ready to be fired up about your business and let's have a great time. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula. And today we are going to talk about Facebook advertising for e-commerce, specifically a couple of tips and tricks that I have for you who are running Facebook ads specifically for e-commerce. So may not sound like a very exciting or really sexy topic, um, but it is one that I think is really important. And I could spend and actually do have course and workshops and coaching programs and all sorts of things that go into a great detail about Facebook advertising for e-commerce, specifically how to set things up, what to do when you're first starting out versus, you know, what to do if you're in more advanced campaigns, things like that. But what I thought would be helpful today is I, I get asked a lot of questions about, you know, what is really the difference between running e-com ads or ads for a physical product versus a digital product or a high ticket product? And if I am going to run e-com ads, either as a business owner myself or as a, you know, um, agency or something along those lines, what's really the difference? You know what I mean? How, how is this different than anything else? Or what are some tips and tricks that I need to know as uh, an e-com Facebook ads person? What are, what are some things that can really help me out? Okay, so if I am running Facebook ads for my business, what are some things that I need to know before I get started on my Facebook ads? Okay, well, one of the things that I think is really important for people to get started is to understand what a B ROAS is. So B E R O A S, B ROAS. So what that stands for is break even. ROAS or a break-even return on ad spend. And that break-even return on ad spend is the number that you as a business owner, whether you hire an agency or you're doing this yourself, that break-even ROAS is a number that you need to know before you start running ads. Okay. So a lot of times people think, well, I know what a good ROAS is or a good return on ad spend. A good ad, a return on ad spend would be for every dollar that I put in, I get at least a dollar out, right? But the challenge with e-commerce is that there are so many other factors that go into Facebook advertising because there are cost of goods sold, there's shipping, there's merchant fees, there's returns, there's exchanges, there's lost packages, all sorts of things go into 
understanding how much it costs to not only acquire a customer, but how much it costs to actually be profitable or to make money on Facebook ads. So we work with our clients at the agency. Before we even get started with them, we go through a series of different exercises, for lack of a better word, where we talk about what that break-even ROAS should be and how it's calculated. So we look at the products that we're going to be um, advertising. We look at how many Um, units that person sold, what's the average order value, what are the hard costs or the cogs, what are the shipping costs, what are packaging, package inserts, merchant fees, returns, exchanges, last packages, all of that. And then we get a total cogs number. And then we know based on how much it costs to produce that product based on what you're selling, we have that gross number, right? Or the profit before you do media. Well, then we know that we have then a customer break-even ROAS or a B ROAS number that we need to to hit that fulfills that need to be profitable, as well as a customer break-even CPA, which is cost per acquisition, and how much we can afford to spend on a customer and still be profitable, how much we can afford to put into our Facebook ads and get out and still break even and or be profitable on that return on ad spend. So that's number one, definitely something that all e-commerce business owners need to be looking at and need to understand. Now, there's a lot of COGS calculators out there. There's a lot of break-even ROAS calculators out there, all sorts of things. I have a break-even ROAS calculator that I use at the agency. If you're interested, you can definitely reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook or reach out to us um, on our website and we can talk about how we can get that um, calculator for you. But definitely some sort of calculation that gives you a number that puts all these different costs into it and gives you a total COGS cost, a gross profit before media cost, and then what your break-even return on ad spend needs to be, and what a break-even CPA or cost per acquisition needs to be. So that's number one. Number two is, is your website really ready for the amount of traffic that you are going to be driving? So I do a lot of auditing, and I've talked about this in other podcasts. If you're in my Facebook group, you know that I do and have audited hundreds maybe even into thousands at this point, um, Shopify and website stores, okay? And those stores all have a lot of the same things in common, problems in common. A lot of them have the same little tweaks that could be made to improve conversions. A lot of them have um, just minor things, really, that can be updated to help improve conversions for the store. Now, before you run ads to a store, you want to make sure that you are optimizing your store to the fullest capacity because it doesn't do you any good if your store isn't converting really well. You get your break-even ROAS and you get all your numbers together and you understand, okay, this is what I have to do to be able to hit profitability. This is what I have to be able to, um, or this is what I can spend to acquire a new customer 
I've got all the financial pieces worked out and I understand it. Okay, now I'm ready to drive traffic to my website. And then you drive traffic to your website and that website doesn't convert. That's a lot of money and a lot of energy spent on a website that is not optimized yet for that level of traffic. So whether you're running traffic or not, you probably have heard me talk about conversion rate optimization, but that's number two, conversion rate optimization and getting your store ready for that traffic. Now, as I said, I do audits all the time. We do audits at the agency. We do paid audits. I've done free audits. If you're in my Facebook group, you probably have had an audit. Um, the auditing process looks for these kind of key things that I know are going to help increase conversions. And again, they're not always like big things. Sometimes it's fonts, sometimes it's buttons, sometimes it's colors, sometimes it's, but you need to understand all the different levers that you have available to you on your website to be able to really ensure that it is going to convert at a high enough rate so that when you start putting money behind traffic, it will actually do what it's supposed to do, which is equal sales, right? So at the time of this recording, the average e-commerce conversion rate for a store is about a 2.8, okay? So for every uh, 100 people that come to the store, 2.8 of them or three or two or however you wanna look at it will actually convert into paying customers, okay? So for me, that means you got to get a lot of traffic to the store if you really want to make sales or you got to have a higher conversion rate on your website to be able to convert people at a higher rate than two or three percent. So that piece of it needs to be done. Now, a lot of people feel like, oh, my gosh, well, some of this stuff, I don't really know what I should be doing, what I shouldn't be doing. Again, I've got an audit checklist that I will link here that gives you just some really high level tips and tricks. And some people look at that and go, gosh, well, that's sort of a no brainer. Exactly. But you would not believe how many different stores I have audited that have the goofiest looking fonts. They have some sort of crazy color on their checkout page where people get so distracted they bounce off. There have been websites that I have audited and gone through the entire process. And when you get to the checkout, the checkout part doesn't work. Um, you just, you wouldn't believe it. So I have a checklist that I will drop here actually in the show notes that you can download for free. And it gives you just some of those high level points of how you can just instantly improve your conversion rate. Now you'll hear a lot of e agency owners or e-com business owners talk about how they are, you know, kind of like anti-conversion rate optimization and button changing colors before you even know if the product is going to sell or what product's going to do the most. I think this goes in tandem with that philosophy. Okay. So I wouldn't tell you to drive traffic and I wouldn't tell you to um, you know, work on conversion rate optimization if you didn't have a proven product or you didn't have a product that you know was going to actually sell out in the marketplace. So of course, if that's where you're starting or if that's the level that you're at and you are in a mode of like testing whether or not the product will even sell, there's a different sort of methodology that I would recommend or that I would use if I was just testing product for the very first time to see if it would even sell in the marketplace. So this is an assumption that you have a product that you have sold 
at least, you know, somewhere between 100 to 500 units, you've sold this product, you know there's a place for it in the market, you know that people want it, you've had people come back for it, maybe you've had them repeat customers, or again, you've sold a number of products, okay, so that you could confidently say, yes, my widget will sell. These are tactics for after the widget will sell kind of methodology, right? Not the, I'm wondering if my widget will sell, let me try these things. I would never recommend that you put like a a strategy and time and effort and all that kind of stuff into building a beautiful website, spending time on conversion rate optimization, spending time on figuring out your BROAS and your break even if you don't even have a product that's sold yet. Right. So that's step one. Make sure your product has sold. So maybe I should back that up and say, make sure you've sold a product, at least 100 of them plus before you go through these strategies. Okay, so if that was the case, I guess we would move on to number four then. So number one, make sure you've got a proven product that you've tested in the market that it's sold. Number two, make sure that you understand before you start driving traffic to anything that you've got a break-even ROAS and a break-even cost per acquisition that you can confidently say you understand. Before you even go there, make sure that you have you have done the work to do conversion rate optimization and that you've spent some time understanding what levers you have in your store to make your store convert at even a higher than above average rate of two and a half to three percent. Okay, so number four would be making sure that you completely, totally and 100 percent understand how your process from start to finish works from a fulfillment perspective. Okay, so you might be saying, well, Don, what does that even have to do with ads? That really doesn't have anything to do with ads. Well, it does, because here's the thing. I have seen numerous companies do Facebook ads. They have run products. They understand their BROAS. Their conversion rates are great, but their fulfillment process stinks. So, or they run out of product or they don't have enough inventory on hand or they don't have all of these things. So that particular piece of it is really important because if you start running traffic to your store and you start running out of products, Facebook knows that. They know that you are out of stock. They know that people went to your website. They went there to to buy something and then they were disappointed and they may or may not, um, move your ads up and down in the auction because of it. So you may get penalized because your products are selling out, even though you think that's a great thing. And it is, don't get me wrong, but you want to be able to have that fulfillment or that inventory back in stock quickly enough so that you don't get penalized. Okay. So that's kind of all the pre stuff before and how you run ads. So one of the things that I I mentioned at the beginning that I get asked a lot is how is it that, um, you know, you or what is it the difference really between running e-com ads and digital products or high ticket products and what would it be? One of the things that I would tell you, and this is specifically for e-com, is that there is a lot more emphasis on the advertising piece visually for e-commerce ads than there is for 
digital or high ticket products. Now, don't get me wrong. It's still very important that you have good visuals, that you have good copy. You Both of them have to have a good hook. They have to have ben- benefit-driven bullet points. They have to solve a problem. They have to be a solution, all of those kinds of things. But what I will tell you is that I know for a fact that digital products can be sold with simpler videos, with um, less complex static static videos or static images, sorry, less complex videos. And that isn't necessarily true with e-commerce. You want to focus your e-com ads more in that visual realm, more images, more visuals, more, um, I guess, you know, curated maybe is the right word, but something that definitely needs to highlight the product. Now, it doesn't have to be high quality, you know, like perfect sort of of uh, video. But what I would say is that the product has to shine through. So to just say that it like solves a problem or it just like fixes this thing has to be visually interpreted through some sort of creative when it comes to advertising. It has to solve a problem. It has to have a unique benefit that other products similar to it doesn't, you know, don't have. It has to be very well communicated visually very, very quickly inside of that ad. So we've heard the the conversation creative is king. Well, I would say with e-commerce, creative is king 100% of the time. So, so many people are so focused on copy or they're so focused on, you know, other things when really you should be focused on creating tons of images, videos, and making sure that you really understand what is keeping your buyer or the creative specifically for your product, what's keeping that creative piece engaged and engaging and keeping people from, you know, keeping people clicking. So when I say tons, everybody says, well, what does that mean? And how often should I create, you know, have creative? I would tell you that if you're running ads, and again, this is where I could go on for hours about the details of ads and all these different things, is that you want to have enough creative under your belt so that if one of your ads fatigues, you have the ability to switch it out very quickly. And by fatigue, I mean that it just doesn't work anymore or it's not working as well. So that could mean if your budget is really big that you have 20 different pieces of creative ready. If your budget's very small, it could mean you have two additional pieces of creative ready. But always having different creative available specifically for e-commerce is really important. So I would say that is critical to the success of any e-commerce Facebook ad is making sure that you are emphasizing the visual the visuality of the physical product through beautifully, you know, branded, created sort of videos or uh, static images or unboxing or UGC, user-generated content, or something along those lines that gives people the ability to see it very, very quickly without having to think too much about clicking, you know, interpreting it before they would click the ad. The second thing I would tell you is to really avoid things that make your ad complicated. So I was just talking to someone in one of the coaching groups that I'm in, and they were talking about potentially putting up 
um, a funnel before their product. And this funnel had multiple steps and then it took them to the checkout page and this, that, and the other thing. Now I'm not opposed to putting a funnel, of course, in front of a product or highlighting a product through a funnel and not directly going to the website. However, what I am opposed to is overcomplicating things. So regardless of whether it's e-commerce or whether it's digital products, making things simple and easy is always the best. So I always see things where there's multiple pages, multiple clicks, multiple variations, multiple, multiple, multiple. And yes, you do need to do that variation testing when you're first starting out. But at the same time, when you have somebody who has to click, you know, five different buttons just to finally, or five different clicks to just finally get to the product itself, you're going to lose that person. We know that people have attention spans of milliseconds at this point now. And if you are making a funnel that creates a click, you know, now you're clicking to the ad, or from the end to the funnel. Now you've got from the funnel to another page to learn more about it. Then you've got another page to go to the product. Then you've got a checkout page. Then you've got this. Then you've got to add to cart, then checkout, then this. Now you're racking up all of these different clicks. I promise you that you are going to lose out on paid traffic if you make your funnel too complicated. So what is the right answer? How many clicks should you have? Well, it'd be beautiful if you could have one click. <laughs> that would be the best. But you can't usually have one click because you have to go from at least an ad to something. And that something typically goes to either um, you know, an ad to cart or to a checkout of some kind. So two or three clicks is perfect in most cases. Again, there's always an asterisk there saying not all situations are made equal, but I would say if you could get two to three clicks in your quote unquote funnel from ad to funnel to checkout, that would be amazing. So that's my recommendation. The final thing that I will tell you with e-commerce ads that I think is important. So first, creative is king. Second, don't overcomplicate things by making, you know, super hard funnels and clicks and clicks and clicks. The third thing there I would say is make sure that you do have variations of headlines, copy, thumbnails, all sorts of things as you are in the initial test phase and even as you are continuing to grow your market, meaning your um, audiences and who you are, you know, trying to get in front of, you know, the first part of an ad is to really stop the scroll. And you've heard that probably multiple times. And even if you have, you know, some of the most amazing product, people are not necessarily always going to stop unless it is eye catching, thus the visual, right? But you also have to have variations of that visual with different headlines and different copy or emojis and that type of thing. So we often test the exact same ad with, you know, different headlines and we test it with different, um, you know, copy, long form copy, short form copy, sometimes, you know, different headlines with short form, sometimes, you know, copy with um, emojis and not emojis. I mean, all different types of variations. And, you know, there can be um, 
a winner that you wouldn't have even expected to be the one that would stand out, but you'll never know if you don't test it. So a lot of times I'll see people come in and go, okay, well, I've got beautiful creative and I've got five different creatives here and I've got five different creatives. They all have the same copy. They all have the same headline. They all look the same, you know, from, from that perspective, copy and headline perspective, the creative is different. Well, you need to shake it up a little bit and create different variations of creative and different variations of headlines and copy and things like that. Okay. So it can make a huge, huge difference if you, um, you know, shake things up. You can learn things very quickly through the process of testing like that. So hopefully these were helpful tips and tricks. I know that I covered a lot in just the short amount of time, but I wanted to just drop a couple of, you know, real world situations, things that you could do right now, and then a few tips for, you know, those of you who are just getting started or those of you who are even experienced. I see a lot of times people have skipped the BROS, skipped the conversion rate optimization, and are just, you know, slugging along with eh, creative and not very many variations. So hopefully you found this helpful. If here at the agency, we can help you in any way, please do contact us. Um, we've got a great contact us page on my website where you can fill out the information, see if we are a good fit. Um, we are always looking to help grow and expand established e-commerce businesses, speci specifically in the health, wellness, and lifestyle space. So if that's you and you are interested in learning more about how we can use these strategies that I've just talked about to help you grow and expand online, please reach out and let's see if we are a good fit. All right. Thanks so much, everybody. And until next time. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you've heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to see if you're a good fit to work with the Digital Dawn team, head over to digitaldawnagency.com forward slash contact and let's book a call. Thanks so much again and until next time.